All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Alrighty, it is a Tuesday that feels like a Monday post family day here on Barn Burner. Good day, Retro. Where are you? President's Day in the States yesterday, not family day. President's Day. That is true. Now, uh, for all our Americans watching on YouTube and uh, downloading this later and listening on the podcast, we apologize. Happy President's Day. Um, you're in Alberta. Family day, Rhett. Uh, which which president do you celebrate the most? Do you have a favorite? Is it George Washington? Who do you like? Oh, I'd like to come up with something quick and snappy that <laughs> nobody would know, but I'm not. <laughs> deep on American uh, Winston Churchill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jack, do you have a favorite president? I know you were born in the states. You got to be your big uh, president guy. Obama. Oh, that's your boy. All right, very good. Um. You're not in Buffalo. I, I, I don't want to spill the beans, but uh, to celebrate no. celebrate this this great holiday, you found yourself where? I got to spend uh, the day traveling from Minneapolis to uh, to Cincinnati, the ba- the bagel state. Okay. Well, um, I, so my boys are eight now, and they do this thing. I, I think they they're watching a YouTuber who all his jokes Ohio is the butt end of. So they'll be like playing with cars and they're like, dad, this is like a car in Ohio. And they like crash it into a wall or something. I'm like what, why, why is Ohio funny? I don't, uh, I've been yeah, to Cleveland. I, I, did, did, uh, 
what's what's the joke with Ohio? I don't get it. What what how's Cincinnati? Well, from what I've seen, I landed at ten thirty and got to the hotel, and then I walked across the street to some uh, to a it's not even it's not even a strip mall, some industrial complex, really. So it's not it's not a lot to see. Not yet. Yeah. My kids were my wife and kids were in Cleveland, and now they're in Cincinnati. And my wife did mention that she made the uh, the middle guy was like, "This is this is this is a dumpy state." Mm. So those high intensity Ohio jokes. I didn't mind Cleveland, but it was kind of because it was it got so bad that it's starting to get better again, kind of like Detroit vibes. Mm-hmm. Like you can't yes. set the river on fire anymore, so that's exciting in Cleveland. Yeah, once they go too far, that has to be cleaned up officially. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. That's... It's on the bounce back. Yeah, but Cincinnati, the sun's out, blue skies, weather's all right. It's all right. It feels like spring. It's beautiful, actually. So, if you have a Pete Rose jersey, that that's the city to wear. That's uh, the big red machine. No, no. Love, love the baseball. Joey Votto, come on. Joey Votto, can Joey, I love it. Uh, all right, let's uh, no no Dino today. We'll have him back tomorrow. We decided to give him an extra day. Uh, to smile and be joyful on this line. He really, yeah, he wanted to get to to Lethbridge and enjoy Lethbridge, so we gave him an extra day. Man, when is that, uh, Jack? Do you know when the uh, the new liners are coming in for tourism, Lethbridge? We've been pumping <laughs> it up. I mean, the big check they've cut. We've been talking so kindly about the Windy City, the other LA, Lethbridge, Alberta. Uh, we can't wait for that update tomorrow. Uh, let's get to our McLeod Law opening remarks as we look back at the Flames and Jets on the weekend. It's been a very unusual homestand, Red. I noted that the competition started pretty meek and only looked to get tougher and tougher, and yet they started loss against San Jose, loss against Detroit, win against Winnipeg, and now Boston is all that remains of the four in a row at the Saddle Dome. A reminder, give uh, Peter Klein a call at 403-254-3364. Go to mcleod-law.com or on social media at LLP. Of course, Peter Klein, the go-to guy for uh, personal injury, but also disability insurance claims as well. He'll get you the disability benefits you paid for and you deserve, not to mention your peace of mind back, the peace of mind that you paid for. Also, Shane King, a partner in the litigation and dispute resolution group, areas like employee rights, being laid off or terminated could be hard. Shane can review your situation and make sure you've been treated fairly as the law requires using a practical approach in plain language, not legal jargon. Again, mcleod-law.com for more. Uh, it was the it was the coronation for Sean Monahan last uh, yesterday as he returned to the dome, Brett. Yes, and it looked like he was going. He got had the three, and it looked like there was going to be a fourth in the first period. It was quite something. Breakaway, yes, or two on one. It was yeah, two uh, on one, and he walked right in, made a shot. I think he put it in Markstrom's glove, which was a nice enough save. But I think he missed a shot by about a half inch. So yeah, he's still but, Sean Monahan. Hey, They're, like you see where these goals are happening? They are all yeah, and smash marks in. The thing about him is, I don't think anyone in Calgary or at the Dome was upset that it was him scoring. No, I, I think uh, great hosts. Calgary, Calgarians, very warm to visitor threat. We know that. Uh, Flames get the win, and uh, everyone gets to cheer for Monty. Welcome back. And, and who was thinking to themselves, "Why didn't I uh, get on the Betway bets and put some money on <laughs> you know Sean Monahan?" It was, it was a damn holiday. If that's a Monday night game, we are hammering the Monahan anytime goal. Yes, We're probably hammering the two goals, the the multi point game, the hat trick. 
Uh, we lost a lot of money not being on Betway yesterday because uh, you're right. When a former flame comes to town of his pedigree, you may as well just put him down for at least a couple points. And uh, yeah, one was kind of a, a weird bounce that Markstrom lost a handle of and he whacked a swatted a backhand in. The other slides through Markstrom, he pokes it in and the other was in Monaghan's office. They were all definitely Sean Monaghan goals. And at that point, it felt like, um, as Boom would say, goosh. Like, bring the deadline on today, trade everyone. Uh, not even Markstrom can save this sad sack group. And instead of uh, wilting like they did against San Jose and Detroit when they fell behind, they got another goal right before the end of the period from Blake Coleman that made it 3-2. And that was the first of five unanswered for the Flames. Five rat in a it, row. You know what it looked like, though? Like, I think for both teams, it looked like an afternoon game. Mm -hmm. Sunday or right? Like a Monday holiday, obviously, <laughs> afternoon game. Very loose yeah. all over the ice. If you thought that was an afternoon game, did you see the box score for the Canucks in the wild? I did. I saw it. And I saw the shit. headline. My, I showed my kid, and he's like, is that right? I'm like, I guess. I don't know. That is a CFL halftime score. That is not yeah. an NHL score. Uh, that one featured three hat tricks and 17 goals. And Kirill Kaprizov basically like sawing a man, uh, chewing his arm off to try to get at a loose puck for his hat trick empty net goal. Like they were not done. It was, uh, anyway, it's something about those afternoon games. Do you recall? what it was like when you were here, because I do know that they, they were very sparse in Calgary, but you would find them out East, like in places like Philly on the, on the weekends. And, and I think, and I think that's what out East, it happens a lot more in the States. It happens more, but a lot of it's out East. And I think if you're one of those teams that play them, they get yeah. to be a little bit more normal, but they're still not as good. Like they're hard to play. Your, so your what, routine's what you, off, your calorie intakes, your whatever. It's just not the same. You feel weird. It's great when it's over. I've always said that. Real happy when the game's over. <laughs> but getting to the rink, it's like, ugh, what are we doing? So, so I, not I guess, surprising. No, you would have all kinds of fancy terms, but things like circadian rhythm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you are playing a game at the time that you would usually be having your game day nap. Is that correct? Yes. Well, so that, yeah. that's just your, your body just has to feel a little off or it, it does feel off. off. And again, there's a difference too. like a lot, like out East, they'll play at noon. I don't even, what time was the game in Calgary? Is it two o'clock? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it, it's, it's goofy. Yeah. And it, it, it looked like it the way the game was played. It looked loose and not just the flame side, like both sides, both those teams looked like they were not playing at a hundred percent. First time since early November, Hellebuck's allowed five, and the Jets, it's only the second time since early November they've allowed five or more with uh, last night being six. I would suggest that's not the best the Jets can look. Mm. No. And uh, for a team that spent some time in top spot in the entire NHL standings this year, that uh, was not a great effort. They, they they had to wake up and play at an odd time too, I, I think is probably the point. It's, I've not followed... I've, mm. Don't live in Manitoba and have no wish to, but did the Jets not crater last year after mm -hmm. Christmas? They Weren't were in they? first round January, if I remember. In right. And missed the playoffs. And then it was the plummet that allowed the Flames to feel relevant in that playoff chase. It was like Winnipeg was just miserable for two and a half to three months. And the Flames sort of clipping along around 500 just kept hanging around where they should have been buried by the Jets. And 
Uh, I think the Jets pretty quickly got dusted off by Vegas, if I recall, last year in, in round one. But it, it almost felt like they got a um, a participation slot in the playoffs for a good first half. They really didn't look like a playoff team down the stretch. And then, of course, it's Dubois and Wheeler out. But um, better this year. Don't don't re- replicate last year's season arc, though, because you're yeah, right. It no, really and, that, and that's what I was getting at, because I feel like, and again, I'm not following the Jets that hard. It could probably take about two seconds to do some research, but I think they haven't been as good since January and, and, yeah, and well, the All-Star break. I think since at one point after the Monaghan deal, which was when we were in Toronto, they'd lost four or five, but mm-hmm. they had a big win against Vancouver on Saturday that kind of felt like a signature victory for them. Vancouver's top spot in the league. Uh, they get a lead, a couple fights, hold on late. Hellebuck's been just awesome. And knowing Brendan Dillon a little bit, I've chatted and he said, look, we've had more skilled groups than this, but this group plays as a team. We play for each other. Um, And without saying it, he kind of said it like, it's definitely not last year here, which is, you could tell there were some people that didn't want to be there. Right. Yep. Addition by subtraction. So let's, we've seen a little bit of that in Calgary. I agree. I actually, funny enough, ran into Michael Backlund this morning at a coffee shop down the block here. And uh, just, she sort of said, yeah, like there's no more, I mean, there's still two defensemen in the room that probably get moved. But he said, you know, the trades that we have had, it wasn't like it was a big distraction or guys weren't trying, but he said it was just, it was kind of lingering and everyone was waiting for things to happen. Um, just two defensemen to go, I guess. On that I would like some things to happen because again, when I was watching the first period of that game and you're losing and you're like, why are we risking these guys mm-hmm. so that we can, right? Like, it's like, why, why are we putting them out there? Like just to have one of them go down and sewer us while we're yeah. trying to get done. Well, and so there's a couple things there. The, the other side of it, like obviously with the rentals, it's like, don't mess around. Like this is... It sounds like uh, reading tea leaves and listening to insiders, and we'll, we'll have Frank coming up in about 10 minutes. Uh, let's send Frank a text just to remind him because I know it's not the usual Monday. It's Tuesday. He said he's good to go. Um, with Jacob Markstrom not looking good against Detroit and you know no one else really looking good, it wasn't on him, uh, and then you follow that up with the three Monaghan goals in the opening 11 minutes or whatever it was. It's just like a little bit of a reminder, like, yeah, even the best goalies just don't look great for as long as a half season or longer. And mm-hmm. like, don't forget how much of a sell high moment this is, Connie. And you know, he then locks the bars the door and is great the rest of the way. But it, before the Flames make it three two, you're thinking, shit, that's that's eight goals in four periods from Mar- from Markstrom. Maybe you do uh, prioritize this ahead of the deadline versus the summer. And that's overreacting to a tiny sample. But again, it's kind of that same school of thought. Imagine if Tanev went down the tunnel and didn't come back at this point of the season. You've lost probably something close to a late first in, in value. Imagine if Noah Hannafin, you know, broke something. That's a significant deletion that from a pile of assets you think you're going to get for him. And even Markstrom, like think about next year, the deadline. What if he's an 895 goalie? No one's taking anything there. Like, you know, you can eat salary and make the money go neutral, but you're not going to get assets. Never mind now. Like, geez, look at, you see the package, New Jersey's floating holds a first plus plus like my goodness. Like the time is now Connie 18 days. Yeah, it makes you think hard about it, getting it done before things go or roll the dice that that doesn't play out. It's asset management. He's talked about it. We talk about it. Everyone talks about it. I don't think they've done a good job of it the past few years. I think Conroy's made it 
a focal and done well this year, but if you don't get those moves made, a couple of them anyway, that's a huge miss. Yeah. And, and, and I think and he will. Give, I'm not. I agree. To give uh, to living a bit of a break, um, you're less concerned about asset management when you're in a home ice playoff spot and you're looking to add at the deadline. You're okay to walk UFAs to uh, to July 1, more so than when, like, if we're going to miss, you can't be walking guys to UFA. you got to reload. Um, and that's, if you look around, that's that's what's happening. A lot of teams that yeah. are in... In, in my criticism, my criticism of of Treliving's asset management would just be two instances where it's the Monahan and the Giordano. The other mm -hmm. ones I can I understand. Yeah, Those it's are a good the only point. Ones that really, Geo, we were all in lockstep. Monahan, you you sort of squinted and you could see it, which was he really thought he could turn that thing around after Kachuk Gaudreau, and maybe if Huberto's the same guy. Uh, it was it was an all chips in all or nothing. We'll be good for the next two three years, and then it's going to suck. And they weren't good for the first year of it. And again this year, meh. So that that's proven to be silly. Uh, the the one thing no one talks about with Monahan, like he had one year left on that deal. Yeah, they didn't. He got hurt again. They didn't cash in on that. And Monahan went back in free agency at a low number under two million. And now they're going to swap him. It isn't as if, um, you know, he he could have walked from Montreal for nothing. It just it was a good fit there for both sides and give Kent Hughes uh, credit for getting that done. Now the key is for the Calgary Flames to make sure that's Florida's pick going to them and not their own uh, next year, which would necessitate the Flames to finish in the bottom 10. Again, trade Jacob Marstrom. Get Marstrom. Bye-bye. Marstrom. 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 Um, so wait, Boston's... Wait. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Wait. I'm out to lunch, so I didn't hear the the uh, the Markstrom. You have details on what they were talking about with Jersey? Well, we'll have Frank on in a bit, but it sounded like Holtz was included, and that's a super high end kid that was, I, I believe, a top five pick, and you know, an elite skill guy, uh, and then a first, and then there'd be other assets. Um, but th that was sort of the the central piece the central part of a package that they still hadn't gotten to the what salary retention worth. And that's where Elliot had noted things fell apart a bit. Frank reported that they did go to Markstrom to ask about Jersey if he'd wave, but then the deal fell apart. I don't know if Markstrom did or didn't respond, but they couldn't agree on eating salary, which they don't have to do. Jersey's got 9 million bucks of cap space. Um, they, they could take the full thing on, but to our point and Connie's, and the devils, I'm sure it's make them a $4 million goalie and you guys will be even happier. And maybe we get even more in trade. And that seems to be where things broke down. But to think that you could get a top prospect, a first and some other assets that feels like the ballpark of what that Jersey deal was. And we'll hear from Frank in a bit, to see if that's pretty accurate. All right. Cause if it's that you got to take it, you can't risk another eight eighty five, eight ninety five season next year. Oh, and for what? Even if he plays better than eight to what he's played his ass right. off this year and you're not making the playoffs. So yeah, it, it cuts both ways. So if he's great, he might cost you that top 10 pick that you need to not send it to Montreal for the Monahan deal. And if he's bad, then you can't trade him. I mean, it's even more reason to trade him before next season, isn't it? Either way, whether he's good or bad next year. hundred percent. 
So that's where we're at with the Flames. Those are opening thoughts from McLeod Law. McLeod-Law.com for more and McLeod Law LLP on social media. Big thank you to Shane and Peter and looking forward to seeing them hopefully uh, at our upcoming watch party on Saturday, Rhett. We're going back to Greta. Uh, we have done a couple watch parties at Greta. We had the uh, the nugget eating competition, which was, um, well, memorable for some and others in different ways. Uh, it did take me a good six to eight days to have things normalize to normalcy. To normalize. Yeah, yeah. You needed to get back to, to get level, back normalize. Say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one was the season opening game against the Jets, which was a ton of fun. We... Uh, we filled the room for that one, and uh, it was back and forth. It was fun, and the Flames got a sterling Jacob Markstrom performance and beat the Jets. They're 2-0 against the Jets after yesterday. One to go left in Winnipeg between now and the end of the year. Uh, back on Saturday, we're there. The game is in Edmonton. It's a Battle of Alberta. That'll be fun. You know there's yes. going to be some orange and blue in the bar, uh, and you also know that, uh, good or bad, you've got options at uh, Greta Bar. You can... Watch the game, celebrate with Flames fans if the Flames are winning. And if the Oilers are winning, you can just go to the basement, hide, and play Golden Tee. You're not forced to do anything here you don't want to be doing. You've got some options. Yeah. <laughs> Tickets available, nationgear.ca. They're 10 bucks rent. All the money goes to charity. It is not for us. It is for the quote-unquote kids, as uh, we are supporting Closer to Home with this event. And, of course, prizes to be won, swag at the door, and a free shot after Calgary's first goal beverage specials, and much, much more, a.k.a. Uh, you're going to spend 10 bucks, but you're getting more than that as soon as you walk in right back in front of you in terms of swag and uh, deals, specials, freebies. So consider it uh, already ahead if you spend the 10 bucks going to charity and you're a good person, you donate charity. How about that? Doors at 7, puck drop is 8, Boomer, myself. I think we'll have the jack attack there and uh, – may try to convince Cammy to come down because she's a growing star on Afterburner. All I hear about is, uh, where's Cammy? Where's Cammy? What about Cammy? When uh, she's not on Afterburner, people want the Cammy. So the, we'll, we'll maybe we'll, we'll put her in a throne and give her a crown at uh, the game day Saturday night at Greta Bar. No, she'll get all yeah. cocky if you do that. Don't do that. It's true, but I don't know. She is a small towner. It's, I feel like the the... the the small There's beginnings, humble, there. humble yeah. roots, right? She's 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 spending time at the Scotties this weekend. So or was it last? Oh, she said, "Oh, turns." So, yeah, so you know, like if you can't have a huge ego and go to the Scotties in the same day, could you? <laughs> seems, yeah, that's a good point. They kind of don't go hand in hand. You go to it's South Venn Beach diagram. Oh. There might be like one person overlapping, but like big ego and like Scotties. They, they that's not a common crowd. So anyway, we'll see if we can pry Cammy away from the curling for Saturday night at Greta nationgear.ca for your tickets, grab some pals and have some fun. It's a game in Edmonton. Pike's going to be in Edmonton. Uh, Kent is doing post game. I think boom will be there and then do post game, which means uh, Jack and I are freed up for uh, any challengers on street fighter and or Mario Kart 64. Yeah, just Mario Kart. So there we are. Uh, Frank going to join us in moments. You had something to say there. Go ahead. I saw that there's a free shot after the Flames' first goal. I hope just keep it at one, Pinder. Just not one goal, one. They only score shot. one first goal, and sometimes they don't even score a first goal. Like if if that was the Detroit game, there was no first goal. Um, so yeah, one shot. That's now you have. A, is is it? Do you still 
abide by your no shot policy. I know you had to enact that a few years ago and maybe outside of a few events like stampede or uh, maybe a birthday party. How is your no shot policy going? It's strong. It's not perfect, but you know, you, you, you try to keep things in line. I know when the shots start it, I get a lot of pinder in me then. Then I get wound up like you and my high kicking. So if I could stay away from the shots, I'd maybe come across as more mature. So we have regular ret, and then a shot will take you to pinder territory. Now imagine and, and almost shots. instantly, like almost yeah, almost instantly. It's like it's Frank the Tank, Frank the Tank. Yeah, it's um, all right. Very good. Frank's going to be joining us in any moment. Uh, let's ask you how your Minneapolis check-in was. I think we saw oh. you a little bit on Thursday at the airport as we had a little ask Rhett, and then you joined Boom on Friday from – you did get to Minnesota. How did things go? We uh, we we lost in the semis, a tough loss to the Dallas Junior Stars. Thought we all played them, outchanced them. Really? Couple mental mistakes to give up a couple goals on a breakaway, and then we didn't capitalize on our chances. Their goaltending was good. Tough loss, a very difficult loss. Felt like we deserved better, but is what it is right now. So, but I did so, go for an amazing meal. Amazing. Now, were you St. Paul or Minneapolis, or where were you? What were you doing? I went downtown Minneapolis to Manny's Steakhouse for. Oof, it's good. Took well, the give kids. Us the order. Don't, don't just tease. Took us. Some, took five of the boys, and one. It's where they bring the actual. They don't give you a menu. They wheel mm -hmm. the cart out with the meat on it. And say, yeah, here's your rib. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was top shelf. I felt like I was back playing. I was very excited. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even in St. Paul, but it was close. Yeah, I ran into because uh, Dustin Brown, the old king captain, yeah. his kid. Plays Junior Sabers stuff. No way. And we were talking about he's Junior Kings. Going, yeah. No, Junior Sabers. He's in Buffalo. Dustin Brown is in Buffalo. Dustin Brown sold his fourteen million dollar home in L.A. and uh, moved to Buffalo. So not the only idiot uh, talking about myself that went from L.A. to Buffalo. So figure that one out. So this is where Antonio Brown Jack would tweet like CTE SPN. Like the, <laughs> you left LA to go to Buffalo. What? What are you doing with 14 million bucks? Did you buy all of Buffalo? Well, you get quite a shack if you're going to spend that kind of cash <laughs> in Buffalo. I'm not sure you could find it. <laughs> oh my God. That is and I don't wild. know. I'm just throwing that stupid number out there. I have no idea. No, what it, Dustin it, fair enough. But if, if you had bought when Dustin Brown got to LA and started making money, like they all like to live sort of around Manhattan beach or whatever. If you get up near the water there, like, yeah, it's going to be triple what you bought it for. <laughs> it's wild down there, man. And, and so us listening in Canada would be like, okay, so there's in the U S it's different. Like there, there'd be enough really good teams in the Calgary area to have, you wouldn't need to travel to play the mm -hmm. caliber of hockey that you guys are playing. Oh, but, that's Yeah. I also wouldn't think that Dallas would be able to assemble a team that's good enough to compete with you guys, never mind the Minnesotas. And I mean, can you shed a little light on some of these southern markets that people don't think are hockey places? Like they're churning out kids. I, it's like even Buffalo. Buffalo's, you know, it's as Canadian a city as you can get. Yeah. Population similar with surrounding areas, similar to Calgary. 
And I would say you get one elite team. Whereas in Calgary, you can get four. Yeah. Five. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the, the, the midget AAA teams or, or the Bantam AAA teams, they would be in, there's four or five of them and they'd be the same caliber as one team out of Buffalo and one team out of Dallas and one team out of Scottsdale. You know what I mean? So there's enough kids playing to create, but it's, it's weird. The Americans become specialized in it. You Hmm. pick your sport and they can, they can get really focused on one sport and they, they kind of specialize in it. And so there's some really good players. Dallas does, there's a lot of good hockey players down in that Dallas area, actually. That's wild. I do find that a little crazy, but but they have to travel all over the country. So what would that? Like, I mean, you're talking like it's ten, fifteen grand for a kid to play hockey because you're flying everywhere, right? Yeah. So even if you're spending game, five grand, yeah. Say you spend five grand to play for the team. I have no idea, but yeah. say it's five grand to play for the Dallas Junior Stars. You're probably twelve flights plus hotels, plus right. So. Jeez. American, plus yeah. it's American. It's not cheap, but hockey's yeah. not a cheap sport. So, fair enough. Um, last night, some interesting uh, lines were uh, debuted, but they didn't stick. Um, Connor Zary was given a period down the middle. He was working with uh, Huberto on his left and Sharon Govich on the right. Then we saw Kuzmenko playing his left side. He's a right shot, but does prefer the left. He played almost exclusively the left wing in Vancouver with Kadri and Pospisil. Uh, that lasted a period. And then the Flames got that Coleman goal. The, the back line was really good yesterday. And to be fair, they've been the most consistent line all year. I think Kadri's at times has been the best, but you just know what you're getting from Manjapani, Backlund, and Coleman. I wonder about this team down the middle between now and the end of the year because I don't think Igor Sharangovich is a center. I think he's working his tail off trying to make it work as best he can. But they really have two centermen on this team, and they're both in their mid-30s, Red. Uh, like, Kadri and Backlund are having really good years, and they've both been absolutely no complaints, worth what you're paying them, and not a detriment at all to the team. And that's a big development for Kadri. I thought struggled under Sutter in the second half of last year. And it's status quo for Backlund, who's just steady Eddie. But uh, they're going to need to find a young centerman here. And, and I wonder if, if Craig Connery doesn't try to address that in one of these two to three or four trades he'll make between now and, and July 1. Oh, you're muted, bud. Well, I, sorry. Yeah, you you would certainly hope so. I think you're going to – you got to find defenseman and you got to find center. And it's not easy to do. Yeah, That's let's welcome in with more insight on the deadline. Uh, one of our insiders, we go down the insider hotline for our good friends at TELUS. Uh, it is uh, Frank Zaravalli from his Philadelphia home. Now, a reminder, TELUS and the Calgary Flames have been partners since 2005. They've got the TELUS skater program where they bring the kid out onto the ice. Uh, pre-game skating with the Flames, the TELUS skater experience, and not to mention the TELUS club, the, pre- the premium club down at the Dome. At TELUS, they're using their world-leading technology to drive meaningful change from transforming healthcare and making our food supply more sustainable to reducing our environmental footprint and connecting Canadians in need. In 2022 alone, TELUS and team members and retirees that volunteered a total of 1.4 million hours and gave over 125 million to local communities. It's the most giving company in the world, Tell us, good Tuesday to you, Frank. How was President's Day yesterday? 
It was pretty quiet outside of the NHL action. We had our minor hockey playoffs this weekend, oh. and we did not advance to the championship game. After a round robin, we went 1-1-1, one, one, and, one, and that ended our season. Had to pick up a couple crying kids off the ice, oh. as uh, as is what happens around uh, this time of year for nine-year-olds, but all in all, a good weekend. Well, Frank, if you don't like picking up crying kids, you got to stop yelling at them so much. I've heard a lot about your coaching technique. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it's, uh, it's crazy. The emotion involved in youth hockey today. Yeah. Uh, Rhett was saying similar. He was just in Minneapolis, Rhett for. Yeah. What, well, if you've got, the, yeah, you've got the eight, we've got the nine. I got a 10 year. We should put a team together. Maybe we could do some spring hockey fellas. We'll travel around, go to all the spots for our spring. Beautiful in spring guys. We got to We got to We need a prog select team. Let's go. Yeah, hopefully they don't breathalyze the coaches if we did that. <laughs> uh, well, Kinder, what's going on there? You got a little product in the hair? It has to be. Otherwise, it's just an Afro mullet. It's a Castrol GTX. The 10W30s worked well. Had to get off the five. We're good. We're good. 18 wow. days, Frank. How you doing? How you holding up? Uh, I'm living. I'm good. Uh, you know, I mean, I wish I could wake up tomorrow and it'd be March 9th, but They'll take a lot of the suspense out of what uh, what is yet to happen with the Flames, who are just at the center of all this. It does feel like uh, there are players, and then there's the next level above the the sellers and the players, and it's the Calgary Flames. How much of the market does Connie have uh, in, in his palm, so to speak, waiting for him for, to drop the first domino on defense? Uh, the defense market, the league is eating out of his hands. I mean, with all due respect to Sean Walker and – you know, some of the other players that are potentially available, I, I don't think any of them are nearly as impactful as Noah Hannafin. And I would argue that the second most impactful defenseman is also coming from the Flames as well. So um, in Chris Tanev. So uh, he's he has it cornered. His phone is, I'm sure, uh, lighting up like a Christmas tree, you know, these last few weeks. And it's a good spot to be in if you're Calgary. How does he... Uh... I mean, I, I, we all enjoyed that that Lindholm deal came down. It was right during All-Star break. We needed some content. We got some. Jim Rutherford has gone out and gone ahead of the market to get stuff done early as part of his resume. He did it again there. Do you get the sense that uh, Connie's best served letting these guys go right into the final 48 hours as we, we head towards, uh, you know, I guess what, the the clock striking midnight? Or or or, no. or do, do you think someone jumps out and says, I got to get in here before – the bidding gets crazy. I just need, I'll pay the price, Connie. Here's a late first. I need Tanev today. Yeah. I mean that, that part for sure. I think they're best suited to move sooner rather than later. Just from, I think from a pure injury perspective, I don't think you want to get to the spot where you're doing the old, we're sitting you out for trade asset protection reasons. Mm. It's just that no one has stepped up to pay that late first round pick yet. And I think it's a, a giant game of chicken between all these teams that are in the mix for for Tanev, which I think the list is is pretty long, and, and we'll get into Hannafin in a second. Okay. But I think one of the big things that the Flames are struggling to come up with is is solidifying a market for Hannafin. And Tanev's a different story, but I you know whether it's squeezing more in terms of a condition to make it a first round pick, whether it's adding in a prospect that the Flames are intrigued by or interested in whether it's the Flames leveraging some of their cap space and potentially taking back a player that they could use now to help in the process. Um, I think there's lots of different options on the table for Calgary to do so. 
but it's clear that they've got multiple second round picks on the table from teams that no one has really gone through to distinguish themselves yet uh, and, and make them pull the trigger on the Tanev part. I'm looking. They've only got four games in the next two weeks here. Like they don't play again until Thursday. They then have a Saturday game and then they only play a Tuesday, Saturday, the week after. Um, it was a downtime when we saw the Lindholm deal happen. Maybe that's pure coincidence, but it feels like this would be a very good time to jump ahead of the market if you're Craig Conroy. Who are the parties interested in Tanev or, or is it like, you know, anyone who's tracking to, to get into the postseason? It's not quite anyone. Uh, but it's a pretty long list from a team like the Dallas Stars to a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs that doesn't have the assets required to really be in the mix on a one-off basis on Tanev. They've tried everything that they could, whether it's grouping multiple later picks together in order to try and equal you know, what might be a second-round pick. It's going to be really hard for them to do. Um, but just work your way through the standings and the list of contenders. I mean there's not really very many teams that couldn't use or find some sort of upgrade on their roster when it comes to, to adding someone like Tanev to the mix. So Vancouver still very much, you know, in play. Um, there's, there's lots of different options and potential, you know, landing spots for Tanev at this point in time. So does, if you had to forecast this, does he get the late first he wants or does he have to say, okay, I'll take a second and a better prospect than you were offering a week ago? I don't have any evidence to suggest that they can get to a, a late first round pick. I think when you look at a lot of the deals that have been consummated on the market over the last few years, they generally trend toward for that position, that age as a pure rental. They generally trend toward being a second round pick. But I don't think there's any reason why they can't get or improve their condition status to make a first round pick much more achievable, right. you know, especially with a team like Dallas, something that might be realistic, win one round or whatever it might be to get there. Um, I think, you know, they can try and find a way to really improve on that. Yeah. Um, Rhett, we've, we've watched Chris Tanov go down the tunnel, what seems like dozens of times this year. Uh, you and Frank are on the same page here. Sooner is better for moving the right shot defenseman. Uh, if you if you just assume you could get the same thing, you'd have it done already, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. I think you'd have it done with lots of the guys. And uh, I think it will get done. The interesting thing for me is the guys that aren't talked about as much. Is there is there possibilities that th there are other flames that we're not mentioning? Like We talk about Tanev all the time. Hannafin's going to be going, and he's going to get a return. Markstrom is a big question mark but i think we're pushing for him as you know in our industry let's have a move are there other guys in that room that teams would be calling about and that would be options i i have a hard time seeing it like i i mean yeah. i guess if you really squinted hard you could maybe try and find a market for manjapani mm -hmm. although i don't know that it's Eat really it. yeah but is it really in their interest to do that right now would they have a better chance moving on from him in the summer with one year left? Hmm. Don't know. Um, and, and really outside of that, who, who would you want to move to be fair? Yeah. The only That's other guy that comes to mind for me is AJ Greer. And he's a guy that will be healthy on the other side of the deadline, but isn't yet, but that's almost a throw in like, okay, give us a, a slightly better prospect. And we'll give you Greer. He can be your 13th four, but that's pretty minor. 
Yeah, I mean, the fact that he hit waivers already this season indicates how minor it is. Right. Yeah. My question is, are the guys that, like, it almost becomes, well, not almost, it is a copycat league, and we, well, are we only going to go for rental guys or guys last year, their deals? And for, why would a guy like Coleman be? Is it just too hard to move the money? Like, it was. I don't I don't think it's too hard to move the money. It's it's the term. Yeah. No one wants to be on the hook if you're the you know, certainly the flames don't want to be on the hook for retaining a portion of that salary for three additional years. And I think everyone's concerned about what does the age curve look like? Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, he's already 32, three additional years. He's playing in his 36-year-old season. I just, you know, I don't know that you know, people are really knocking your door down to try and take on that kind of risk. Okay. So let's get back to, Ta uh, to Hannah, Hannafin then you, you spoke mm -hmm. about Tanov and a lot of interest. Will anyone pay Connie's price now, or does he have to wait and squeeze? Hannafin feels different because I think the age makes him less of a rental or more of an extension candidate. Is that why this is more complicated? No, I, I think it's more complicated for a number of reasons in that, one, the asset cost is acquisition cost is going to be pretty significant. Two, you're looking at, um, although really impactful, in some ways likely a pure rental, because I think the Hannafin camp is already kind of impacting this process in the sense that hmm. um, I, teams believe, teams that have been in the mix on Hannafin believe that he's indicated either to the flames or elsewhere that at some point, whether it's now or this summer, his preferred destination is the Tampa Bay lightning. Ooh. Now, what does that mean moving forward? I mean, that part is harder to handicap, but think back to what we were just talking about of the teams that are in the market to really improve their defense that could use help on the left side. How many, if that is fact, which I don't, we shouldn't treat it as gospel, but if that is along the lines of what he is thinking, how many teams are going to be willing to pony up significant assets for someone that you know you have potentially little chance to resign? And yeah. we also don't know that that, you know, that feeling is totally mutual either. We don't know what the Tampa Bay Lightning are thinking. Would they pony up for a big contract for Hannafin this summer? I can't see them being a team that has the assets right now to pull off a deal like that. But I think certainly something to, to monitor and, and watch because I think that's the toughest part that Craig Conroy is dealing with right now is this is someone who should bring you a massive return. I've talked for weeks about the Hampus Lindholm trade yep. between the Ducks and the, and the Bruins and how that is the perfect trade comp. Mm -hmm. But if there's only potentially a couple teams involved or maybe even one as a preferred destination, how tough will that be to pull off and get that significant return? I, I feel like he's swimming upstream already. And that's interesting because I think Hannafin has a 10 team, no trade list. So he, he certainly has some say. And if teams want to talk extension, his camp has a lot of say, but you could trade him to Detroit or Toronto or Boston tomorrow. If, 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 if need be, it's just that other teams seem to be, thinking that he's going to be tough to ink. That's what you're suggesting? Yeah, and and by the way, um, I, I think we can formally rule out the Toronto Maple Leafs as a team that's in on Hannafin. 
Okay. So that's so cross another one off the list. So you know, you're talking Tampa, and these are these are the only the teams that I could come up with based on the market and where things are at. Tampa, mm -hmm. the Islanders, which I always put them in only God and Lou no category. <laughs> the Devils, who just had Severson and, and let him walk, and Hannafin is a very you know comparable stylistic and statistical fit. Okay. The wings, as you mentioned, and then a, a wild card would be the Golden Knights in that mm. they've been very aggressive in the past, and they're a team that will have some real cap space and a need to replace Alec Martinez on the left side of their blue line. Those two guys are different stylistic players, but they're going to have an opening. Would they jump in? Mm. Outside of that, I mean, you tell me, like, you, you find another team for me that's in the mix. Yeah, well, and it's interesting because Tanev's the right shot. He's the left. If you if you flip Tanev's grip the other way, I think the, the list changes a bit because right shot D are so rare. But it is a very different uh, really type of different list than and Tanev, isn't it? Market. It, it yeah. becomes, and then you know, compare the asset cost. Uh, totally different players, but compare the Tanev price to what Hannafin should in a perfect world. A true, you know free market what would he go for mm -hmm. they're totally different but that's that's not the cards that the flames are you know have right now to play okay so so let's say tampa is interested and again we're we're based this on you know what may or may not be true that that's a preferred destination for hannafin tampa may or may not like no hannafin at all but they are missing Mikhail Sergachev, who uh, looks like he's going to be out a long, long time. I would su suggest uh, likely yep. for the season, certainly the regular season yep. and deep into the playoffs. They could use a D. They're, they're also kind of just in that wild card range. They're not in the top three of Florida, Boston, Toronto, and the Atlantic. They still have that core of stars with Point, Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman, and Vasilevsky. It's still their window, so to speak. But the challenge for Connie would be they they don't have a first until 2026. Yeah, that, that's the point. To, yeah. As, even if they wanted to, which I think they do, and even if they have the cap space, which I know they do, and even if they have the need and want to re-sign him, which I think they do, where are you gonna where are you gonna get these these assets from on the return? Uh, does a 2026 first round pick help the flames? Not probably till 2028, 2029. Right. That's and who knows, earliest. maybe Tampa's bad then. And that's a really high pick, but boy, that's, that's way down the road. Well, then you'd have to convince Julian Breezebaugh to not lottery protect it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, th there's another hurdle. I just, I, I think in, in a lot of ways they line up as sort of perfect trade partners, but it's the facts, the assets. It's not the feelings or the emotions. It's the it's the assets that need to get it done. And I, unless there's someone on the Lightning roster that the Flames are really excited about, that changes the complexion of this. Someone that's that has term that they could get back for a rental yeah. to get really create. I'm just not seeing it. I don't see a young player there either. That's really really sexy. I mean, they're not going to trade their core veterans. Brandon Nagel would be perfect, but they ain't trading him. Like no, they just re-upped him and they got him locked they just in. Just re-upped him and he had thirty and him. thirty last year, and he's is on track for a seventy-plus point season. Yeah, so that's a guy they they want to win with now. They're not 100%. shedding him, and so you would have to have a a prospect in the system so good that um, that plus a twenty twenty six first 
maybe moves the needle, but I don't know that they do. I would suggest they haven't had a lot of first round selections. No, Isaac Howard is pretty good. And he's been really interesting transferring from Minnesota Duluth to Michigan state. And he's been, he was a force at world junior, but I just, it would have to be a pretty special deal. I think in order to pull something like that off and would they even be willing to trade Isaac Howard? And would the kid want to sign in Calgary? Cause he's a, he's a collegiate kid. He'd have rights to, you know, Yep. Say, yeah, I might just stay till free agency. That's that's that is tricky. So so basically, how how does this work for Connie then? If he feels like this market is difficult with uh, this Tampa wrinkle that you've introduced to us today, uh, your guess is as good as mine. How does he navigate that? I think basically what you have to do ultimately is reduce your asking price and try and involve as many teams as you can on a pure, pure rental basis. Yeah. Huh. And I guess if you're a winning team that says, man, we're a piece away, like I just would have a tough time him going to Vegas and having a good run and not wanting to stay there. Like who hasn't wanted to stay in Vegas? Teams will believe in their culture. If we can win, we can keep this guy. So maybe maybe that's the, the pitch that Connie has. Bring him in, let him see what you got cooking and he won't want to leave. I mean, that's what most teams would typically try to do if there wasn't already some of this info or intel floating out there already about Tampa. Mm. What what does that make you think of, Rhett, when you hear Tampa there? That's that's new. It sounds like well, it pisses me off because it's it's not tampering. Like tampering. <laughs> yeah, but and it's it's part of I'm sure the <clears throat> happens all the time, but it yeah, when Frankie talks about it, he obviously realize this is an asset that everybody wants, but the deal is difficult. The deal to get the assets in return and the right return is a lot more difficult because Hannafin has said, I'm going to go where I want to go at the end of this contract. I'm giving myself the opportunity to choose. But he's earned that right. Has he not? Absolutely. I'm not mad at him. I'm just, I'm I'm saying that that's what it's. We always think that these things uh, can be huge returns, but if a player starts to put his rights, what he's earned, and I, again, it's not holding it against him, it makes a difference for the team trying to deal him. If he's yeah, a guy, then- if he's from, uh, I can tell you right now, if he's from Yellowknife and and he just wants to play in the NHL, you're not hearing that. Yeah. The right? other like thing I think about, guys, sort of interrupt, Rhett, when Claude Giroux moved from uh, Philly to Florida, all we heard was that you know, he'd really handcuffed the process and man, the return's not going to be great. Well, a first rounder and Owen Tippett later, I think Philly's okay with that deal for a rental. Yeah, but I, I was just going to add in because I was thinking about the Giroux trade as, you know, as we started diving into this and I was yeah. like, but that's different because he held all the cards. He had a full no move, no trade. And it was never really designed to be anything more than a rental. I don't think he was ever going into it thinking that yeah. it was going to be Florida because Everyone knew in the back of his mind, he's from Northern Ontario and Hearst, but he had lived since he was a teenager in Ottawa, that Mm -hmm. Ottawa was going to be the place that he would end up eventually. So there were no sort of, um, you know, everyone went in eyes wide open, so to speak, about what, what would play out after that. And yeah, the Flyers did pretty darn well, all things considered, at a time in which Chuck Fletcher was roasted for that trade. Yep. Owen Tippett has just signed a new $50 million deal and he looks like the real deal in a 30 goal scorer potentially that flies, has some speed. Is one, he's the fastest clock speed in the NHL this year. 
according to puck and player tracking. So I'm not saying the flames are up a Creek. I'm just saying it's different this time around because a lot of the teams that want to be in the mix that would love to get their hands on Hannafin just don't have the picks, the, the assets to pull it off. It's not that they don't want to be. It's just that mm. the market, I think in terms of where you can send him, these teams have already spent all their, all their assets on other stuff previously. Sorry, Rhett. Anything else you want there? No, I don't want to say anything else. I'm just annoyed. I want everything. Come on, let's go. Yeah, Give and I think you, you make a good point, Frank. Like It doesn't mean they won't get a haul. It just means it's going to be difficult to navigate. And and maybe at the finish line, it's all great. But boy, that was a lot of work. But it, it certainly doesn't seem as, as cut and dried as a Tanev swap. No, and it's not. And And guess what? Like, maybe we should have had an inkling of this potentiality back in the summer when he wasn't traded that yeah. yeah, we all kind of wondered, okay, well, he was obviously available not to say that the flames were not comfortable heading into this year with him and not to say that, you know, what part of the reason that they probably attempted to sign him and keep him was maybe that they had a sense that this was coming, that there just wasn't quite a market there. Not everything is, is easy and not, you know, even though he is the perfect comparable on so many levels to Hampus Lindholm, just because one team is able to make that happen doesn't mean that the same thing is going to be available to you. And I guess the way to explain all that is just to essentially temper expectations. Not saying it's going to be bad. It's just that this isn't going to be easy. Last one for you. What are you hearing on Markstrom? And what do you think the likelihood is he moves ahead of the deadline versus this summer or beyond? Haven't heard anything new. I think there's been lots of speculation, innuendo, rumor, lots of people looking for signs that, frankly, may not be there. I I'm told nothing is new, nothing is up. And yep. I don't know what that, not saying that that doesn't mean a deal can't materialize. It's just that I think whatever was percolating for a bit cooled off and that now they're in a spot where they're obviously open to it. And they, we know they need to do something at some point on the goalie front, yeah. the wolf stinker to San Jose, notwithstanding. And it just may or may not be now. And we had asked earlier, just looking for either clarification or a ballpark, the, the, the alleged deal with New Jersey that fell apart, um, top prospect first plus that was kind of the package. I, or I do, do not, not have details on the package okay. and wouldn't okay. speculate. Yeah, okay, because we'd heard some names that may or may not have been involved, and whether that's Mercer or Holtz or a first or one of the above or multiple pieces, we didn't know, and that is the biggest blind box for us because we do have comparables for defensemen moving it every year at the deadline. We don't have top-end We haven't seen a first-round pick move for a goalie in 10 years. Like so, Ryan Miller, something yeah, like that. Right? From Buffalo to St. Louis. And didn't go I well. would say, though, if – all I know is that at some point Alexander Holtz has been available. I don't know if he's available right now, but yeah. I know that the Devils had offered him up in the deal with San Jose last year for Timo. For Timo Meyer, and they ended up choosing Shakir Mukamadoulin over Holtz. Hmm. Where and give us more on Holtz for those that are not, uh, you know, primed on the draft or New Jersey's prospect pool, like high end pick, uh, winger with scoring talent. Is that the book? Yeah, extremely talented kid that. Um, has already made a dent in the NHL this season. He's already got 12 goals. Um, he's still kind of figuring it out. He's, you know, 
not incredibly big by any standards, but uh, supremely talented and someone that I think would be exactly the type of player that Calgary's looking for. Thank you, sir. Enjoy the rest of your week. Um, Rhett still owes you that bottle, doesn't he? Is that right? The... I've given up hope. Yeah, he owes me a hundred. up hope. I'm supposed to, I just got a text. I'm supposed to be in Philly early May. I'm going to hang out with you. It's going to be great. Oh, great. Man. He's going to drink half that bottle with you and then pretend he paid the oh, debt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, I, I, the old self, the, the self-gifter. He's like, he's like the guy who buys his wife lingerie for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, honey, this That's, is really a gift for me. It's the Homer bowling ball for Marge. Just a yeah. brilliant move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Frankie. We'll see you later, buddy. See you guys. All right. Frank Saravalli joining us on the TELUS Insider Hotline. Um, lots there, right? And look, it doesn't mean they're not going to get a return for Hannafin. It just means this is complicated. And he makes a good point. All the teams that should be all over them, they've been trading their first few, few years and maybe don't have, you know, the cupboards bursting at the seams with prospects. I, I, you know, just popped in my head. I wonder how many trades oh, – over the last 10 years, let's call it, where yeah. a guy like Hannafin moves. How many major pieces, like say you, you say you got a two firsts and a second, and you say all, you get all this massive return. Mm -hmm. Like when the Flames had three picks in the first round that year. Yep. How many turned out? One. Monaghan. They you know what I mean? So it might Plum. be. Chuck, yeah. The point I'm getting at is that it's great to want all this, you know what I mean? This massive haul of returns and, and, and get some assets and be able to manage that. But maybe it's just as important to go, I, one piece. I need one really, really good player in return. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and a guy that's maybe a year or two older, maybe that's the thing. You know, you marks from, well, we want a first and a second and a this. Oh, or do you want? what you something you know that's good right because it's good to have all these picks it's really yeah. good and I, I i'm not against it yeah but if they're picks 25 to 32 easy to swing and miss it's tough right yeah and that's what it was with the againla deal i think here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You had a mid-20s pick that was Poirier, and Poirier looked really good until he ran into yeah. some off-ice issues and was never the same. And then Klimchuk was a good player and it turned out to be a really good American leaguer, but never really established himself as an NHLer. And those were the first that you got for Aginla and Bowmeister and your own first for not being good and nothing to do with trades with Sean Monaghan. That was 2013, if I'm correct. Like that was, that yes. was the year they had three firsts. And I, I'm kind of like with what you said earlier, be greedy, get everything. So I would want to say, Hey, look, uh, Tampa or whoever, like I don't love picking 25 to 32. We'll take it but I want a sure thing prospect too. like really get greedy here. Um, and the question is whether the market will bear that or not. Um, will someone, is someone willing to do that? Like if you're, we can't play both sides of it. Like if you're Dallas and you know, you're picking 25 to 32, you also know that that's not really anywhere near as valuable as a top 10 pick. No. And you don't, you just don't get a top 10 pick. If no. you're trading with teams that are almost never. Go on runs. It just doesn't. And, so and if teams are the trading first, they often top ten protect them, right? Like that's what we yes. saw in Florida's uh, swap. One of the many first they shipped out. I don't know if it was Montour or Reinhardt or somebody else, but one of the conditions on the Monahan trade was Florida had to not finish in the bottom ten this year, and then it becomes the twenty twenty five first that's on the table. I mean. All those, all these picks are top ten protected. You, you just well, don't then, get those picks. Yeah, and you have a conversation. You can see why you get beat down and want to just make a deal because it's like, just give me something then in return for Markstrom. Then just give me. I want. You know what I mean? And it's like you can see where the grinds and the emotions of it all when you're living in it for a guy like Conroy. Be like, oh, yeah, maybe it is too complicated. I can't. Uh, <laughs> no, <right? laughs> you don't wait nine years being the the right hand man and not. This is where you have to be as steadfast as ever because you're right. It is going to be annoying or challenging but this is where you have to stick to your principles and your guns and to say okay like i'm i'm not going to be remembered for the the five months leading up to the deadline working the market it's close the deal what did you get so i, I understand it's gonna be difficult i still think he's gonna do well i really do i think when you consider the season lindholm's having and you get five pieces back like i i think that was that was a fantastic bit of work i expect more of the same it won't be easy but i think connie will do well here the point I guess I want to get at, and for Conroy to remember, is yes, get all you can get and do the best you can do. Don't try to win it. And I don't think he's tried to win the deals he's in. I think he's tried to to get the. He's got his price and what he yeah. needs and wants and is comfortable, but he's not trying to rape and pillage and and steal. Right? Like I think that, and and to remember that, yeah. you're not in the bit. It's not a we have to win and this you have to lose situation. Yeah, both teams can do well. I agree. And I think um, you set your price. You say this is fair and teams are going to try to work you off that. But eventually either you move your price to where the market matches or someone jumps up and pays your price. You got the price you wanted for Lindholm, which was quite attractive, I think, compared to what our expectations were. And he's got 18 days to figure out Tanev and Hannafin at a minimum. And maybe there's another surprise deal in there. I don't mind your uh, other guy off the roster thing. I think half the money on Manjapani, he might be a sneaky ad for someone. Middle six winger, check. And I and I get why Frank and people talk, and I always say Coleman because Coleman's having a good year. I just, but I feel like if you're talking to me about one of the veterans on the Flames and moving him, mm -hmm. he's won a cup. His numbers aren't 
outrageous for what goals. he brings to your team. And when doesn't he play the way he's supposed to play? Always. When does. do you when do you doubt that Coleman's like how many games has he not shown up for and giving you an honest effort? Uh, maybe less than a handful. Like if he's Since been one of your best like, players. Yeah. And he's and so him. I get the 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 age and the curve and this and that, but he's still 32 plays hard plays the right mm-hmm. way and isn't that expensive and brings the right attitude. And I don't want to get rid of him anyway, but I'm just saying there has to be GMs out there going, yeah, I don't care if he makes 5 million bucks. He's a f- good player. Yeah. And we, we need a good player. It gives us our depth. He can play up and down the lineup. He knows how to win. He's been a winner. Like there's, to me, there's just a lot where it's like you look at the obvious moves that the team flames have to, you know, you're going to lose guys. Yeah, we got to move the guys. We're going to lose Markstrom. Yeah, well, he's not going to be here when we need him to be good. So why waste being good right now? So yeah, move him. But there's other pieces in that room that have to look appealing to other teams. They, there are. Yeah. And and again, your willingness to retain salary, all that. We'll see. I feel like there's there could be a surprise in there before. March 9th. Uh, I want to remind you the service Big Share is back for the sixth year with your chance to win a million dollars just by saving money. How does this work? Okay. Well, anyone can enter by becoming a member and saving with Service Credit Union. Every $500 that you transfer over gives you five entries into the Service Big Share contest. You transfer your existing savings to service for your chances, and you could win a million bucks. Contest ends at the end of April. That is April 30th, 2024. There is a skill test required for rules. Visit service.ca slash win million bucks. That wouldn't be bad, right? I mean, it's not Noah Hannafin money, but it's probably more like Tommy Wilden Jr. money, you think, right? Like you, you get the Tommy million dollar so hair. You get the million dollar matchup with Orlando City coming up. Let's go uh, back to the... The TELUS hotline where we are joined in Victoria by Tommy Wilden Jr. Tommy, uh, are you collecting rainwater out there? I, I hear it's just an absolute bumper year for rainwater. How are we doing? Yeah, it's wet. <laughs> I'm just looking outside the window now. It's a lot different than um, being training indoors at the Macron Center in Calgary, that's for sure. Uh, how excited are you? And and for those uh, maybe that aren't big footy heads, lay out what's going on tomorrow at uh, that gorgeous little football stadium in Victoria. Yeah, it's a, a Champions League. Um, 27 teams across uh, Central and North America and the Caribbean. Uh, we qualified by winning the regular season. Um, so it's the, the best of the best in the region. Uh, we drew Orlando City of the MLS um, in the first round. Um, yeah, I think it's quite humbling considering we're only five years old and the winner of this goes to the FIFA Club World Cup. But uh, to be in the same competition as uh, Lionel Messi is uh, is pretty cool. Well, and, and you played the Whitecaps a few years ago and beat them in a two-legged match. I believe that might have been, been your inaugural season, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've played teams where a single player has earned more salary than your entire team combined, but this is the beauty of football, Tommy. You see it in the FA Cup. You see it in all these other domestic tournaments. Uh, the minnows do get a big swing against the uh, the big fish, and in this sport, uh, upsets do get delivered now and then. Yeah, it's. I think we all like the David and Goliath story. I think what's slightly different with this one, it is a bit like the 2019 game you reference against the Whitecaps where it's played over two legs, and that's what I've been reminding the players and the fans that, you know, it's one thing to have a game here. Uh, it's another, we've got to go another 90 minutes or plus uh, in Orlando. So 
you've got to be flexible with your your strategy and your, and your game management. Um, we believe they're a very very good team, but uh, we're we're the underdogs and we've got something to demonstrate and uh, we deserve to be in this competition. And it's up to us, regardless of what the lads on the other side of the pitch get paid. Uh, we're here to play, and I think you know we're very thankful of. Um, having this league and having this opportunity to showcase our abilities. Where does this game rank or rate for you? Is is this a, a fun out of regular season tournament or is this a high water mark for the franchise or can it be both? Listen, I think this is probably the biggest game in our short history. Uh, you know, if you look around the world and it is different, like um, hockey, right, is plays, you know, it's all about getting to the Stanley Cup and winning the playoffs. Uh, in football, a bit different. You know, like you look at Man City now, they won the regular season and won it back to back to back now, three times in a row. Um, and then Champions League is that kind of playoff type of things where it's best on best. For us now, it makes the regular season important. So the sweat, the 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 the, the tactics, the suffering, the celebrations, everything you go through through the long course of the season, this is the reward for that. So it's a great way to start the season. Um, and especially with the group we've got, we've retained a fair number of players. And as you know, in any team sport, chemistry is 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 an abundance. It takes time to create. Um, but once you have it, you've got to you've you've got to accelerate it. What we've done though, you know, is we, we are in a bit of a bridge. We, no other teams in our league other than Forge have started training before we're even going. So you know, it's felt a little bit like Rocky Four in our preparations that, uh, you know, we're in the snow in the mountains of, uh, of Calgary, Alberta, training inside. Meanwhile, Orlando are like Ivan Drago and they've got all these facilities out in Cancun playing against Flamengo, four-course stadium. We're like, okay, great. But, you know, everyone's uh, you know got a chance as soon as the referee blows the whistle. Tell us about your new keeper. It, it must have been fun to, to, to fax in the paperwork for – an Everton player, because I know you—that's that's, that's yeah. your your club you support in England. Yeah, do you know what? It's it's uh, pretty cool now. Given now, and like I said, re reference we only had five seasons. We're now able to do deals with Everton and Sport in Lisbon. And I think you know, with Canada getting to the World Cup and showcasing with Alfonso Davies, Jonathan David, Stefan Astakio playing well in Europe for, for big clubs. You know, the name out there is getting there. So once now the Canadian Premier League, and they do do a good production of showcasing the league, it shows that there's talent. So when we're picking up the phone now, we have a little bit more historical data about who we are as a team. We've got games that we can show. And now competing in Champions League, I tell you, the calls we're making and our recruitment team, Oliver Minatel and Tofa Fakunli, who help a lot on that, makes it a lot easier. So when they give me a profile of players and interested players, I'm like, yeah. I'll have that. And he's probably the closest I've seen to how Marco plays. Marco's a, you know, very much a, a quarterback goalkeeper with the ball. And, you know, with, with goalies now, different than any, any other sport, is they touch the ball seven times more with their feet than they do the hands, which sounds bizarre for a goalkeeper. So they have to be good with the feet. And what I can see with Jack is he's a big lad, but he's play, he can play the way we want to and, and will certainly help with our, our depth. Give us a little more intel on the tournament. Obviously, uh, you by winning the regular season, you know, did you get in? The draw was done back in December, and at that point, you have to make plans. Uh, it may be nice tomorrow in Calgary, but you are playing this game in Victoria. That call was made months ago, and for the right reasons. Uh, middle of February, it could be minus 40 tomorrow, and, and no one would even blink. That would be normal late February weather. Uh, what have you seen from Forge, and what are you expecting in terms of a turnout in Victoria? You do have Orlando fans, you do have CPL fans, but 
this isn't Bruce Meadows. <laughs> yeah, it isn't. Listen, and you know, like, I think from a competitive advantage, you want to play on your home field. I think we've got a terrific, if not the best, home record in in the league. Um, so to not play at Spruce, you know, that does dent us, but it also now puts that mentality of having to be road warriors because the game's not going to be won in the first leg. It's won on the road. So why not have a warm up in it? Um, the weather here is, you know, damp, raining seven degrees, a lot different than, uh, you know, plus 25 in, in Orlando, Florida. So I think what we've got to do is is we've got to use what's good about Canada, what's good about British Columbia here and use the cool and the coldness uh, to upset them. Because, you know, with this ability is one thing. Mentality is bigger in these moments. So we've got to make sure that we make them feel uncomfortable. Um, I've actually been really pleasantly surprised at the number of our fans that are traveling, which is, you know, means a lot to us because, you know, we wanted to play in front of them. So for them to join us or to have a watch party at, at one of the local pubs, I think we just want to keep going on these amazing journeys with them. So um, the, the players know that we remind them all the time that that's who they're playing for and the, and the families and friends and people that have helped them. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be very, very easy for me as a manager to try and motivate. Yeah, that would uh, probably be the least of your concerns. Uh, you, you, Forge has been eliminated. They had a two-legged yeah. uh, matchup with, I believe, a, a Mexican powerhouse. What did you learn or what did you see there? Did they look out of place or were they right in? It sounded like they they were right in there in the, in the first game. Yeah, yeah, they were. And they, you, you want your teams in your league, irrespective of our interleague rivalries. You, you want to see our teams compete with you know, Guadalajara, one of the biggest clubs in, in, in the world. Um but I think what it was was they were killed off early. I think the early goals killed the tie and then the other guys just kind of just turned up the tune when they needed to. But what Ford showed is they could live with them in certain moments of the game. And I think what we've got to do now is, is just play our game and play the environment we're in. We haven't played in the wet or the rain either. So uh, sometimes we, we have all these tactics. They can go out the window. You've got to play the game in front of you. And if that means that it's got to be a bit scrappy at times to, to get a foothold in the tie, then you do that. If we're given time and space, we've got to exploit that. But... I've been encouraging the lads there. We've rehearsed for, what, six weeks straight on certain things. But sometimes I think that adaptability to the conditions and the environment is, is going to be the, the biggest thing for us. We wish you all the best. Uh, I believe 8 o'clock is the Mountain Time start tomorrow night, and there are watch parties at Kildare's down by Spruce Meadows and the Ship and Anchor on 17th Avenue. All you footy heads, a little early start on the Calvary season. We wish you all the best, Tommy. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. That's a big one. Where's it go? I looked at it. Stupid flights, Rhett. No. It's going to be like 800 return. It's a one-hour flight, people. People. And maybe that's because so many Cavalry fans are going and there's only one seat left or whatever. But I, I went well, too that's late. The case. What if, happens. You, if you can go, go support Tommy and the boys. Yeah, and look, um, th this is a primarily hockey show, and not everyone is a footy head. I do see the Calvary uh, foot soldiers in the chat. Love it. Uh, if you haven't been to Spruce Meadows, it's a pretty, pretty amazing sporting experience. It is unlike anything else. I would say all the other sports kind of feel and look the same, and there's a drumbotron that says cheer, and then way out here, completely separate. Uh, the, the, the sporting experience... Calvary puts on is is a heck of a show. I'm a little bit sad they can't do it here, but if you're going to play in February, this is kind of what we're left with. And who knows? They have uh, delivered some surprises before, as have Forge and Pacific. Pacific beat the Whitecaps. Cavalry's beaten the Whitecaps. Forge has had some really good tilts with uh, high-caliber sides. We'll see what can happen here. It would be fun. Tommy will have them ready no matter what, so that's good. I'm trying to remember the name of uh, that bar where you – 
eat peanuts and smash all the shells on the floor. Is it Big Bad Bob or Big Bad Al? Or there's a few uh, of them. Trying okay. to give them a good watering hole in Victoria, but uh, forgot the name. Good luck to Cavalry, and again, uh, watch parties at uh, the Ship and Kildare's Ale House tomorrow, eight p.m. Love it. Hair versus hair. I don't know how we would sort that. Why can't we just? Uh... I can tell you how you can sort it. Tommy's is classy. Yours is gross. <laughs> But career cool. decided, <laughs> decided. It's it's like uh, artistic impression, technical merit. They're, they're they're both very good, but in different ways. Yes. Why does it have yeah. to be competing? Why can't we just go and have uh, a high noon tea with good hair together? That, that, that you should. Fun. You should go for tea and is it crumpets and hang out with Tommy if that's what he wants to do. let Tommy pick though. He's the man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you go find. Uh... Now, are you an early riser? I don't know your sleeping habits. Because. I don't know either. I'm okay with yeah. it. I prefer not guy. to. Okay. I prefer yeah. not to, but Sometimes I think there's a off. certain cutoff. If there's a six on the clock, I'm fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If it's before that, I drag ass. Six is five uh, is fine because th that's when you can wake up and go have some hot tea and a crumpet and watch uh, the premiership. I don't know how big it is in Buffalo, but these these pubs, have, you, some of them open very, very early on the weekends for the EPL. And yeah, I've not gone up early, but I have said to everyone that ever asks, or if I ever hear cavalry brought up a conversation, you got to go. It's great. Gotta go. Yep. You gotta Talking go. about it means nothing. Go, and then we'll listen. It, uh, it's Tons of fun. Quite Thank a ride. Great crowds last year, five years in, two of them affected by COVID. It's remarkable what they built. Multiple players, as Tommy alluded to, playing and having great success over in European leagues that they have, uh, you know, graduated on. To the higher ranks, which is what it's all about. So tip of the cap and best of luck tomorrow. Are you ready for a pin report? What are you thinking? Yes, let's do it. I might let's have to it. shut my camera off for a second because people seem to be coming into this vehicle making noise. Okay. But uh, I'm happy to listen. You respond. stay tuned. I got I got some dumb mess for you here. So stay with me here. Uh pin report is for Village Honda. Of course it is. It always is. And this time of year we're often reminded that uh, you know. Maybe it is exactly the Calgary, what the CRV is made for. Village Honda knows all about CRV. You can go check one out there. But uh, unpredictable weather, no matter the conditions, the CRV sits atop the pack amongst compact SUVs. You can feel confident behind the wheel of your CRV. As on has included a plethora of driver safety features that come standard. Go check them out at Village Honda in the Northwest Auto Mall or online at Village Honda. Dot com where new vehicle pricing is MSRP. We start with a little afterburner. Yesterday, Pike and I on the Big Flames win over the Jets last night. Not a good night for Kuzmenko. A giveaway, a takeaway, a shot. That's it. Uh, it was sort of more of a, according to Hotspur, more of a sense of trying to get some balance to the lines and getting some momentum and some rhythm going because, you know, you know, you know, things, things can be two things. Okay, but Pike, like, I, I know that's what the coach said. Is that a move for balance, or is that not a message being sent to Andre Kuzmenko, who I thought really didn't try that hard when he didn't have the puck tonight? Yeah, you know, it's uh, – were messages sent through the media? No. Were messages sent right. through the tools that the, that the coach has at his disposal? Ice time? Perhaps. Yeah, I would say it's a hard yes. That's probably got to be the lowest uh, minute total for Kuzmenko as a flame. Um, it, it was not a good night 
just the single shot, uh, turnovers a little too plentiful for my liking. This was not a, a Dryden Hunt promotion so much as this was Kuzmenko not doing his job. If Kuzmenko's himself, Dryden Hunt does not usurp that position on the roster. Not a good night for 96. He's had some very good ones. Not at his most dynamic and uh, ended up spending most of the night on the fourth line, Rat. I don't like that. Well, I'm okay with the message being sent. I don't like mm -hmm. the fact that it's already having to be sent. Well, and, and it's, if, if it wasn't what you'd heard out of Vancouver, it wouldn't be yeah. as That's... concerning because one-offs happen. But the, the whole here's the thing. If you come into this league as a rookie and you score 39 goals, holy shit, you've got a lot of skill. Most people never get close to half that total in this league. Uh, but then also to see Rick Tockett letting him rot in the rafters and saying, nah, he's got to learn the other side of the puck. You're seeing why he was made available in last night's game, but you also have already seen why Craig Conroy said, yeah, we'll roll the dice because it's a very dynamic, shifty, high-end finisher. Yep. Let's get him back on track. Hopefully he's... Ah learns his lesson hopefully he's better next game yeah maybe it was maybe he's like me hates afternoon starts just is, right. you know what his, his circadian rhythm was way off his uh got the his sniffles afternoon start doesn't like that shit it's no good on. uh flames are raiding uh mushy middle territory right there's the wild card so they're kind of around draw, that a draw, bit draw, but games draw, in hand draw, not the best draw. and then on they're the inverse standings the they're also not right there. I've circled the, the line between Arizona and Ottawa. That is between fifth and sixth from the bottom. Washington and Pittsburgh have better points percentage, so assume you're better there. They're kind of in the middle still, Rhett. They're not making up their mind. You're going to chase a wild card? Are you going to fall into the top eight? They got to drop below Buffalo. I agree. We're getting Montreal going. Arizona, they've lost 10 in a row. Those guys are really sewering the flames here. Ten in a row. They lost Edmonton. Ten in a row? That is Holy. awful. That is San Jose bad. Damn it. Come on, Yotes. They were going so well, Yotes. So they, well. They were doing just fine until someone told them they were going to have to move from Arizona to Salt Lake City. <laughs> lost everything since. Schedule looks like this. Uh, the end of Feb, mostly at home. There is the finish to the four-game homestand. Uh, with Boston on Thursday, but they really aren't gone long. It's a one-off to Edmonton, and then they're back with L.A. on Tuesday. It is then Kipper night next Saturday, the 2nd. That's a big one, Rhett. I hope you're taking your uh, liver vitamins. That's going to be a big weekend for you and the fellas. Yeah, i got to get my enzymes up or something. Or Whatever it is. Or I don't know how livers work. You know more than I do. <laughs> and then uh, after that, it is Seattle on the Monday. So not a lot of hockey. I noted it with Frank. Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. That's your next two weeks. That's not a lot of I, hockey. I think that's good for player People safety. Healthy. Yes, asset management. <laughs> now, Tana, we're going to bubble wrap you for these two days. The others you can practice with us. Okay. Um, I've got, uh, it's the Pinder report, but it's, it might be becoming the Aginla report. Uh, Tej is draft el eligible this year. This is Jerome's oldest son, Let's have a listen to Regan Bartell of the Kelowna Rockets. Never boring with Regan. On with a steal. Sloan back hands it out in front. Can't get it there. Middle stand behind his own goal. He'll work it off the window. And the puck came to center ice. Here's Aginla with a chance. Bucket. A score! It's 
38th goal of the season on a tough change right at the American bench. And again, skated and went solo and could be the hero here tonight with 13 seconds left to go. 13 seconds left, Red. Breakaway goal, 38th of the year. He's outscoring his old man in his draft year. Good I was next. sure he was. I was sure he was shooting because his old man wouldn't be able to go forehand, backhand, and tap it in. He would turn it over. Well, they 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 they've got some of the skills of the older generation, and then they've refined some of the others. You're telling me your kids skates better than you did? I mean, they got to improve on the old man. It's a faster league now, right? Yeah, they are better at it. So good you job. Can't water baby. ski like you used to though. The, the old hook through the neutral zone. Yeah, or barefoot. <laughs> love the bear. I love the barefoot. <laughs> Uh, now, that's just one of the two, again, those playing in the Western League. Joe's 15, but continues to get called up by the Oil Kings. I don't know the rules on 15-year-olds, but uh, if you need them, another goal yesterday. That's three goals and two helpers in four games as oh. an underage. Jeez. Oh. Huh. So that's uh, – maybe you do need Tampa's 2026 20, first-rounder. I say, <laughs> I don't mind that jersey either. It's got uh, EOA um, – EOK, excuse me, in the middle. That's Edmonton Oil Kings. And it looks like, is it like a lion with a, a crown? Yeah, that's what it is. Like the colors. That's Blades colors. That's what you like. That's what it. I mean. That's more yeah, what that's I was. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when's your retirement thing? You got a buddy getting his number retired there. I got two buddies getting the Who is it? Jersey. I got Kippers, March 2nd. Right? And then Frankie yeah. Bannum, who lives in Cincinnati, was in Cleveland playing against my middle kid on the weekend. The world's coming together March yeah. 9th in Saskatoon. So you got uh, two Jersey retirements in a week. Thoughts and prayers, Rhett. Jeez. I know. Um, now to the uh, the Richard file. Let's check in on Jordan Bennington. I don't know if you caught this. I think this was Friday night. Blues are about to lose. It's late. Uh, meaningless time and bunk. Oh, just a butt end for your face, Luke Evangelista. Watch it again because Bennington tries to be sneaky, but um, it's... Watch the hand movement here. Quink. God, he's dirty, Rhett. Somebody needs to is, fill that guy in. He is, but I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Billy Smith was our, my first goalie coach in Florida. Yeah, okay. I got a little respect for those kooks, those crazy goalies. He is a crazy goalie. Up. No question he is crazy, and he's got a cup ring. I mean, it's not like you can crush the guy. He pretty much single-handedly got that Blues team into that postseason dance where everything clicked for them. It was Yarmer Yager celebration in Pittsburgh. They finally got 68 to the rafters in Pennsylvania. Look at this crew. Look at that. Holy shit. Where's Ron Francis? That's all they're missing there. Like Hall of Famers everywhere you look. Malkin on the right. Crosby there. Mario looking great. And Yager. Not just Hall of Famers. Like some of the best ever. Like, I would suggest I mean, you have three of the best 10 players ever right in that photo. Yeah. Sorry, Gino. No disrespect. Yeah, he's wow. not far off. I think with uh, Yager in Pittsburgh, we got a little more Mario lore. Uh, recovering from chemotherapy, joined the season late, 69 goals in 60 games, 166 points. Hmm. He could do some things, Mario. Jesus. Here's uh, Yogs at his jersey retirement. He had a couple zingers, right? You'll like this one. Go, guys. I want to say thanks to Dominica, my girlfriend. Uh, she's too young to remember I played in Pittsburgh, but I... I... 
Don't worry. I, I told her all about it. That's what he says. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to turn you off. I was just laughing. That. You got to hear the great. punchline. It's so good. I want to say thank That was great. Yeah, it's so good. All right. But I told her all the stories, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Pretty cool. Thing. They also had the two outdoor games this weekend. I believe it was uh, Devils Flyers on the f- Saturday, followed by Islanders Rangers, which is always fun. Now, what do you do with the rest of the stadium when you got the hockey rink in the middle? Because it's certainly you need uh, a lot less space than what's being offered at football and baseball diamonds. We've seen kids playing shinny. They went with the full, like, paid actor as if it was a park. Check this out. There's literally people walking dogs, riding bikes, throwing the football. Like, for four hours, people were on payroll to pretend it was a park rest. <laughs> Is this AI? I don't know, but I don't know if you need to waste your money paying someone to go walk dogs just because. That is commitment to the, to the vibe. Wow. Sounded like everyone uh, enjoyed those a bunch. They did those at the Jets slash Giants home stadium. And those are four big markets, Philly, the Islanders, and the the two uh, other teams in the New York area being the Devils and the Rangers. Good fun. Another big uh, couple clashes with those teams too as they're fighting for playoff seeding at this point. Corey Perry, he's back. He's he's recovered, Rhett. Whatever was ailing him, he's recovered. That's uh, at least what, you know, Kenny Holland was told when he, he resigned here, but uh, eyes forward, Corey. Hang on now. <laughs> Room's over here, bud. So good period, boys. Good period, bud. <laughs> Peter Laviolette's kid is playing, I think, down in the coast somewhere. This is funny. Let's have a, a viewing. <laughs> He's getting escorted off the ice. Go and he has the, the blind man cane tapping. Uh, mocking the referee. It's very unsports. I can't condone that. That's just terrible. Yeah, we got to cancel Pete Laviolette how, now. Yeah. How could you? And Jackson Stauber is a goalie in Chicago system. He's playing in Rockford, the AHL affiliate of Chicago. Had a night, a shutout, but also on top of the shutout, this for the first time ever. Still a 3 nothing contest. This is Alex Green from the red line. He dumps it in. They give him the benefit of the doubt. Stauber shoots at the empty net. Scores! Goalie goal. And a shot. his golden era, Jackson Stauber. That is awesome. And he's doing the line run. That's a line. Love it. I'm guessing he probably got a star in that event as well. Could he get all three? Is that possible? Uh, Shutout and a goalie goal. Pretty damn good. Speaking of damn good, Roughnecks played at home this weekend. Check out this goalie assist and finish. Incredible stuff here. Big save at one end. Hail Mary. Diving in the air. Are you kidding me? That's a nice finish from the Roughnecks. Uh, put them up 15-11 on Halifax. Well done. Some interesting little cities showing up in that league. Halifax, Vegas, San Diego. Fun of, again, good sport to go watch. Hell of a sport to watch. Uh, there was a kid that had a chance to win 10K during uh, what looks like a high school basketball game, something like that. Uh, not old, but uh, determined. At 10K on the line for a little guy. Let's, let's see how it goes. He needs to take four shots. Ready? Go. Layup. 
Nailed it. Now it's a free throw. It's the easy one. No problem there. Okay, now three-pointer. Let's see what we can do here. Three-pointer. Oh, my goodness. Okay, now he's got to hit half court. He's only got 25 Looks seconds. very left. confident. Got a few seconds. He's not rushing it. It's for 10K for the kid. Oh. oh. <laughs> a one-hander. Over the top. It's going to be tough Sweet. for that kid. He had the best day of his life at age 13. I don't know how you're going to yeah, beat that. Yeah, that's true. I hope mm. there's room to, to keep growing. But He does have 10 we'll grand. spend it all in one place, kid. What is it? I mean, how many video games can you buy? What is a 13-year-old doing? It's a lot of Roblox or Robux or whatever the hell they yeah. do with that stuff. Uh, this is a new sport. I wonder if it's going to catch on in North America because uh, I don't know where in Asia this is, but there are now bed-making competitions. Let's have a look. Okay, so there's your folder. Okay, flap it out. I, I guess they're getting judged, Red, by like how tidy it is. Look at that. And then you can see the competitor in the background there. Now the fold's key here. You want speed, but also, oh, is that wrinkle going to stay? Let's watch. Oh, wow. Red, that's good stuff there. That's my kids every morning. That's just they, Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dialed in. And the hotel staff loved it in uh, Minneapolis. You said they, they, oh, yeah. they made the beds their own, so the staff didn't have to. That's wow. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> People are watching this, Red. Well, uh, yeah, you know who's watching it? Us. Not you. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. Let's move. There's some Jersey fouls out there. I don't know. This is the best use of three, four hundred bucks. I think this was at one of the outdoor games. One of the Flyers fans. It does feel kind of Flyer-esque, but um, huh. what are we doing here? Really? Okay, next. Kangaroos in Australia. Always will make the show. Kangaroos never don't make the show. You send us kangaroos, they're getting on the damn show. Let's have a look. So that makes this vital. The car and race down under. Red. Skippy bouncing oh, on the road. Skippy. And the teams have done a very good job, Safralov, of getting out of the way. And they've cleared the gate yes. at Griffin's Bend on the run up Mountain Straight. Why are they slowing down? Just, uh, the camera the these. Has it. Oh, that work, but yeah. Yeah. Come car on, Skippy. Do a job. Menaces. Total menaces to society, those kangaroos. More car racing. This is the remote control variety, though. I think it was probably more of a trick. You know, look, we're going to jump this over little Billy. This will be cool. So you wind up there. Get your speed. Here we go. Oh, jeez. Oh, right in the ear. And finally, uh, I don't know what you do when you get a stain on your shirt or jacket, but I didn't realize tape can be very effective at removing some uh, stains. You hear he's got, looks like, is that electrical tape? That clear packing tape? That's packing tape. Yeah, and look, it's starting to work. Every time he pulls it off, it gets a little less. One more and you'll finish it right off. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised to see that. Yeah, maybe don't do that, Ash. Just send it to dry cleaner's right. Don't yeah. spill. Take care of your shit. That's true. Come too. on.
That is the Pinder Report for Village Honda in the Northwest Automall and online at villagehonda.com. They've got new in-stock inventory on the ground. You can start your automotive adventures at Village Honda, where new vehicle pricing is MSRP. Also, if you're looking for pre-owned, as many as 90 to 100 units on site. All right, check them out. Village Honda in the Northwest Auto Mall. What's the day got for you? We got to do a little on the menu. We got a little... Some bets, to, but I uh, I want to know what what the rest of your day looks like. Well, it looks like the the boys are done their stuff at this brain surgeon, and uh, we're going to the Great Wolf Lodge. I'm sorry, did you say brain surgeon? Is there an issue we need to know about here? That's a it's a, a term I use, but neuro neuro health. Vision. I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's really more my stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was going to say it's very you. I um, mm-hmm. on brand. That's what we'll call mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Then brand. off. Uh, then I'm going to kill the water slides. I'm going to absolutely smash some water slides. Okay. 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 So, do you remember the Black Aces tournament in Saskatoon every year? It was a peewee tournament. Yep. I want to say. Yep. Yep. We went to the Black Aces uh, one year. We were so excited to go. Coaches, no water slides. Lay down the law. No water slides. What Shut is the, the Buffalo Junior to... Sabres policy on water slides at a hockey tournament? The older kids don't even want to go. We've never stayed at a water slide place. The younger kids, it's an absolute necessity. Pools are in. It's like a mandatory team meeting in the hot tub. Yeah. I still so. haven't got over that one. That was uh, probably back in 1992. Uh, you, you know, you're, you, you sometimes you just got to live on the edge and just go do it at least one slide. Come on, black. Everyone Aces stayed their heads. We bleached our hair blonde. It was like we were, we're all committed, in coach. Team. We're committed like coach here, Kingstone. coach. Coach Kingstone says we can't do the water slides. What are you talking about? All the way to Saskatoon, we can't do the Fire. water slides. Fire his Hours ass. The game. Hours. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, DoorDash, what's on the menu for DoorDash, we ask you. Well, if you're not familiar with DoorDash, download the app. we got a little welcome bonus for you for listeners and viewers of the program. Enter the promo code NATION25, and, well, you're going to get free delivery and 25% off your first order of over $15. DoorDash, not just restaurants, grocery stores, flower shops, pharmacies, whatever you need. DoorDash has got it for you. What's on the menu today for DoorDash? i got a triple header ret, two of them. Five o'clock our time, seven o'clock your time. I'm assuming Ohio's in Eastern time. Yeah, I, had to ask that, I had to ask that question this morning. It actually is. So Yeah, there you go. Islanders, Penguins. This is a big one. Both these teams are on the outside looking in. Both these teams really, 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 really want to make the playoffs, but both these teams are not in a playoff spot. They're trying to reel in the Phillies and Detroits of the world. Islanders, Penguins, five o'clock start. El Penguino favorite at home. They dropped one to the Kings at a late lead, lost to LA on Yager night. So look for the Kings to be a little better. Got another juicy matchup, maybe a Stanley Cup preview. Stars, Rangers, that's a five o'clock start on Broadway. Rangers minus 150, their favorite there. And the nightcap, let's see how Vancouver bounces back after allowing 10 last night. They're in Colorado uh, where the Avs are favored. Minus 150, 7 o'clock our time, 9 your time. Uh, 
when you allow 10, you're probably glad you're playing the next day. No time to go over the tape. Just burn it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think he's good. Yeah. I would think talk it that, that VHS is already in the trash. It's we're not using that. No practice, no morning skate. Just get your asses out there and work harder than you did yesterday. Now the good news with the Canucks, they scored seven. The bad news. Yeah. They still allowed 10 to the Minnesota wild. We're back a bit. Caprizov a hat trick. Joel Arkson a hat trick. Go ahead. Wait a bunch of games, please, Minnesota. Get going, Minnie. Come on, right by. We saved your spot right here. Come on. In you go. In you go. In you go. I'm door dashing Uh, pizza tonight, too, by the way. Yeah, what kind of pizza? Talk to me. I don't know. Then I thought maybe there's a Cincinnati, something in Cincinnati. So if somebody knows a a special, what Cincinnati's known for, maybe I got to door dash that. Jack, can you? uh, Yeah. Jack's going to find you something here. Because, you know, you go to, is it, what is it, Primanti Brothers in, in Pittsburgh? Yep. Is that right? And you, yeah. The fries Scrapple on a sandwich. And fries on a sandwich. And, yeah, there's you all go kinds Philly, of regional. You got to cheesesteak. What's mm-hmm. the Cincinnati snack? That is the question. Hmm. Okay. Very good. Big thank you to DoorDash. Again, uh, don't sleep on that promo code NATION25. Free delivery and 25% off your first order over $15. Uh, offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms do apply. Dash that for the win. Betway bets time. I'm going to focus in on a couple of those games we just talked about. Should be a bit of fun. Uh, 19 plus Ontario only. Betway bet the responsible way. Big hockey slate after President slash uh, Family Day. Busy Tuesday. And I'm focusing on the two teams that probably feel pretty good offensively. Minnesota and Vancouver. Didn't love Winnipeg yesterday. Both these teams, second half of a back-to-back. Winnipeg traveling home, its first game back. Kaprizov feeling it. I'll take Minnesota at plus 130 on the money line against the Jets, who I wonder if they go to Brassois today, Rhett, after hell of a Brassois. The best uh, goalie draft pick for the Flames of the last 20 years. Sad but true. I mean, by all means, Dustin Wolf, pass him, but uh, to this point, Wait, Brassois, did they draft, draft Brassois? Yes, they did. Fourth round, I believe. And they traded him to Edmonton? Laddie Schmid deal. He was a throw in there. That's what it was. Eh? Okay. And then he spent some time in Vegas, Winnipeg before that. Now back to Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. Good for He's him. been a good backup in this league. Been a good backup. And I also like a little bounce back from the Canucks. Uh, they lost to Winnipeg in a very physical playoff type game on Saturday. They got pumped by many. Uh, but again, it was 10-7. There's a little bounce back on the road in Denver against a good abs club. This is where you're Vancouver. You're first in the NHL overall. And everyone says, yeah, yeah, you know, but the bu- bubble's going to burst. Well, we're watching tonight. Tough competition on the road after a couple losses. I like the Canucks to bounce back at plus 125 on the money line. Those are my bet way. That's the day. Who do you like right now if you had to pick your cup finals? I would do the opposite of you because I've learned that maybe in hockey it's been better. But in football, football for sure go opposite, opposite, opposite yeah. 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 Is there a team you look and you're like, the vibes are just too good right now? Like it's their year or is it too soon? Is it just that? I, I think it's too soon. We've been so consumed with trading people. It's hard to yes. even understand who's. Uh, honestly, you hear Vancouver's in first overall, and I know they are, but I don't even know how or why. It's It's clearly they're playing well but yeah. i haven't looked at it and you uh on betway you can find the old futures bets so you can bet on cup winners you know who's rolling right now and i mean rolling and i might make the old uh, betway bet feed uh mm-hmm. today 
is the Panthers. They look absolutely deadly, like deadly, deadly. Yeah. Healthy. Uh, Kachuk's on an absolute heater after a slow start. They've gotten some good goaltending. They're now, they've passed Boston for first in that division. Uh, I mean, they're, they're right there lurking for one of the top spot in the entire league. That's a scary team. And we watch them. They're, they've got Nick Cousins, Jonah Gadjevich, the Lamborghini, Kachuk. There is all kinds of grease on that team, Red. Your boys, the Panteros, look out. Let's sprinkle some on Batway today for that. Do it. Cup winner. Back-to-back finals would be something. Okay. Um, reminder, if you ever have any feedback for the show, it's good. By all means, send it into the Great Clips Inbox. You can use the hashtag Great Clips Inbox on social media and find us or just email Great Clips Inbox at flamesnation.ca. Is that right, Jack? .ca or .com? You got to straighten me out on that. .ca. .ca. Beautiful. So that's greatclipsinbox.ca. We'll be reading some of the best later this week. It is your time to shine. Uh, greatclipsinbox at flamesnation.ca. Okay, been a good show. We want to wish uh, Tommy and the boys all the best in Victoria tomorrow. I do, uh, it, it is odd to, these multiple days between games. Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. That is it for the Calgary Flames. Could you please... Call Connie and get them straightened out here on this Hannafin thing. It's just well, sign and I, trade I, with Tampa, and we need that college kid. Get the college kid, get it done, and get it done before next Saturday when the Kippers off this, you know, take advantage mm-hmm. of this downtime, Conrad. Let's go. Connie, you got to move Tana before he gets hurt, and you, you've got to strike while the iron's hot on Hannafin here on this career year, and then uh, you got two hands free for Kipper night. You don't want to have one hand on the cell phone the other in the beer. Bad mm-hmm. decisions that way. Get, put yes. the cell phone away, turn it off on Saturday. Can, and can you imagine the shitty advice he's going to get from all the old hacks that are hanging around? Oh, I wanted to do this, Connie. Uh, great idea. You should move. Trust me. This would be a good one. You know who I liked is that Brandon Prust. Where's he playing? Get him in here. Uh, he's been retired for a while, Connie. Don't talk to these guys. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, so you're back for a while here in Western County. You noted the, the, the weak gap between Jersey retirements, Mika, and then Blades night. Are we going to get you some in studio rat to you? I, I know I'm always bugging you to get your calendar sorted, but according like to boom, according to boom, it's a very difficult route to find your way from our part of the city uh, into that Martin Looper. <laughs> well, it's especially hard for, to get from boomers studio to his garage where his car is. So I can't speak to the rest of the commute. Um, <laughs> I, I would love to have you here there. I think it would be a really good opportunity for Rhett to lasso in a guest in studio, maybe there's enough guests. Yeah, we in should town. look Let's at that actually. That. We should look at that. Well, we'll see. And, so uh, and so we're thinking you got what? Maybe five to ten days in the Calgary area? In yep. South be back. Maybe extended even. They asked me to come back to meet Kipper at the, the airport. I'm like he's not I'm worth that. I'm not gonna oh, sorry. Rats, come on. He'd come to the airport for no, he wouldn't. Never mind. I took that back. Oh, he wouldn't. So. I'm, I'm less worried about Kipper at this airport so much as wherever the hell he takes off in Finland. Who's making sure that leg of the trip happens? Where's Man Tracker? Do we have Man Tracker on payroll? You need Man Yeah, where is that guy? He's in Alberta. He's got to be somewhere. Send him over there. Get him there early so we can get it locked down. Um, okay. Uh, we will wish you the best on this day, Rhett. We will chat with you tomorrow. Uh, obviously, that big TANF deal is going to get done today because you're texting Connie. 
Yeah, I'll text Connie. I'll send you guys some belly flop videos, some water slides, some uh, some of my speedo stuff. We'll have yes. lots of content for tomorrow. Yes, that leopard print one is an absolute hit, and it's Bengal country. I think it's going to work well. Going to be really it's gonna be good. good. It's going to be really good. <laughs> now I guess it would be tiger print. Do you have a tiger print one? I can it's get leopard. both. Whatever, yeah, all okay. the above, all the above. As long as we're in something. Thank you, Rhett. <laughs> all right, boys. Appreciate it. We'll have uh, another one. Uh, Rousing edition of the Barn Burner tomorrow. Jack, have we forgotten anything? This is your chance, Jack, to, to now say, Pinder, you've got to do this before the end of the show. No, nope, we've covered everything. Steelers suck. Okay. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>